This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Diana Ratliff. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. I want to thank Triple Seven Sounds for making that kick-ass introduction song. You can find them on Instagram at 777 Sounds. Huge announcement, weirdos. I am so excited to announce that we have merch dropping. It is designed by the same badass who made our logo, Jamie J. You are going to be able to find sweaters, shirts, mugs, and so many more over at the Coven of Rejects website, which is just covenofrejects.com. You're just going to want to click on shop, put whatever in your cart, and check out. For right now, supplies are going to be limited, so you want to make sure that you get in on this before everything sells out. I want to thank everybody who supported, shared this podcast so far. We are reaching so many people. This is so awesome. It is taking off. I love that we are reaching more people. We are able to share more about our spiritual community. Our guests are able to affect the lives of more people. Keep this momentum going. I am so excited. We are going to break so many fucking stereotypes, you guys. So sit back, get ready, because this week's guest is off the hook. This week's guest is Juliana, or Juju, as I call her. We're going to be talking seances, being raised in Catholicism, shadow work, how empaths can easily start to cleanse themselves and pay attention to the energies that they are absorbing around them and how to protect themselves from that. We have some huge tips, lots of laughs, so let's get into this. When I was editing this episode, it was just like I've said before. There were audio glitches that are not explained. I had to edit weird noises out despite us not having any background noises. And so we're just going to go into these podcasts understanding that when you are talking spirit, technology just does its own thing. We're channeling frequencies without meaning to and there is nothing that I can do to control this. So I am letting go of that control and... I am sorry for the audio glitches that you are going to hear. I also wanted to say that I said something when I was in this episode with her because we recorded it a couple weeks ago. She was one of the first people that I had interviewed. And I said that I would not be somebody's medium because I was uncomfortable with it. And you know what? That has changed since we recorded this episode. I have done mediumship work for people. I even did mediumship work for people spur of the moment when I was on live reading their tarot cards. All of a sudden, I was like, oh, my gosh, um, let me know if this is resonating with you. I'm feeling this and this family member was giving descriptions. It was resonating with people. This started happening more and more and more to the point that I started offering mediumship assisted tarot reads 
on my personal website. So I noticed some personal growth since recording this episode. And I just wanted to shout that out and just be thankful that talking with spirit in these ways and these people who practice in different ways than me has boosted my confidence and my abilities in a way that I wasn't expecting. And I am just so grateful for the experiences and the friendships that I've made and the support that I've gained in this spiritual community. Hello. Hi, how are you? I am so good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. When you were growing up, were you raised with religion? If you were, what was it? And um, how intense was that? Yeah, so I was raised Catholic, like Roman Catholic in South Brooklyn. So predominantly like Irish, Italian, Catholic neighborhoods. So it was like expected that like, you know, every Wednesday during the school year, like you would be missing the last hour of school and you'd be walking over to the church to like have your like religion classes, your CCD classes. So like that was, you know, expected. And then you hit a certain age and then you had to take those classes on Monday nights instead. And it was like everybody around me was doing it. And that was like the normal, like, I don't know. I was just so heavily surrounded by like Catholicism growing up. It was definitely, um, you know, very predominantly there in my childhood. Like I made all my sacraments and even now, um, you know, my family is still very Catholic and I am one of the witchy ones, I guess we can say. (laughs) So how did you go from severe Catholicism to, uh, the spirituality that you practice now and how would you identify yourself specifically? I think when it comes to identifying myself, the term that I'm most comfortable with is just spiritual. Um, you know, not even into the borderline of like spiritualist, like I am just a spiritual person um, at a point in my journey where I'm still defining and figuring out what that means to me. Um, But as far as um, diving and away from that, like Catholicism and and, and the church that I grew up in it, I feel like when I went to college, it wasn't, um, it didn't really take any precedent for me. And I didn't really feel any different. And I kind of realized when like, getting into a different environment, um, and being in a different community um, allowed me to see like, okay, maybe this wasn't as important to me as it was for the other people in my life. And I was kind of like, oh, like, I was always told like, you have to believe in something like, so, so like, what's it going to be? And it was, I don't even know if there was like one determining factor that I was like, boom, I am spiritual. I am (laughs) doing witchcraft and I talk to dead people and play with crystals. Like, I don't think that there was like one specific moment. It was very um, like trickled. Like I have had, I guess you can call them psychic experiences since I was a child and um, very, very heavily spiritual experiences that my family acknowledges and they're aware of because I do have like a spooky, superstitious, like Puerto Rican side of my family. And so everybody is like, oh, yeah, this cousin's a medium and that one talks to that. And your grandmother had a dream about this thing. And so there was some comfort level there. Um but I deck around my family being like, I don't believe in Jesus, you know? 
Oh man. So that still wouldn't go over well. So how did you all of a sudden, like, did you tell them, Hey, this is what I practice? Or you kind of were just always putting a foot in here and there and it just is who you are. And they just accept that. I think that they saw, especially when it came down to immediate family and our personal loss, how helpful my gifts came to be for them. Um, I think that they started to understand um, that I wasn't playing around, that I wasn't joking because I was coming forward with like lists of things about family members that I've never even met before. So it was very like validated um, to some extent, I would think there. Yeah. And it was very like abrupt for me because I my godmother, actually, she's very spiritual as well. And we started doing, um, you know, seances through uh, the spiritual church of New York. And I got a reading and I had my cousin who passed away come through and I have a recording of it and I showed it to my mom afterwards, but pretty much it validated a lot of speculations we had about her death. Um, and I had gotten a further message saying, you know, your gifts aren't meant to be taken for granted. You are exactly what you think you are. And the things that you see, you feel, you dream about and are told are valid. And it's time for you to take action on that. And you need to involve and dive into that gift. Um, and that is going to be the way that you can stay in contact with your cousin. Um, so literally like the next day that I, you know, got off of that reading, I like rolled in doing intuitive classes and I showed that recording to my mom and she was kind of like, okay, you have my support. Like, I get it, do it, go for it. And, uh, yeah, never really looked back since. That's incredible. Yeah, it was it was a wild experience for sure. So you got to describe for me what the seance was like, because when I hear seance, I think of the Nicole Kidman movie, The Others, when oh they're like gosh. holding hands with that like old blind lady, you know, and like chanting in the room. So what was it? What was it like? So it's been a little bit interesting doing it through the pandemic. There's been a lot of virtual channeling, um, which is still great. But I know that in person, you're just in like a larger community, a larger group of people. Um, so the way it was, it was a setting of 10 people. And we had two mediums um, and spiritualists and they came forward and you know, we all start with a meditation, ground our energy, protect our energies, and allow spirit to open up to us and vice versa. And then they go through, it's about an hour long process, and they go through the group of 10 people and everybody gets an individual reading. I would say about like five minutes. Um, some are guided more towards or geared more towards their career or their blockages um, or more messages from spirit guides rather than spirit of relatives passed on um so yeah it got to me and you know they step forward they're like juliana can i give you a reading i'm like absolutely they're like okay well we have a young female cousin stepping forward does this resonate and i'm like i know exactly who that is i was like that damn bitch knew she had to come through <laughs> and uh you know so i'm like all right let's go here i'm like already i'm all happy to get like a very like sarcastic reading and then you know it's the kind of deal where the message comes through and the tears start falling and um 
it was very interesting because like I said, I had my godmother there with me and she um, had been to those seances before, both in person and virtual. And she was like, this was a very intense reading that you got. She was like, that was, that was a lot. And obviously, you know, that's part of her family as well. So that reading resonated with her and she Gecko is like, if you don't sign up for those damn classes, like you have everything in front of you telling you to do it now, like you have to. And that was the kicker for me. But I don't know, like I still do those seances every once in a while. They're very active on Facebook. So they have a lot of different groups um, and different meetings. And I don't know, I just love the availability. And I think it's great to have and cultivate that community where you can get, receive and even give messages to people. So it's been really great. And I really, really do like those seances. It's not like all around a table, like lights dimmed and like velvet curtains and things like that and candles going out. And it that's really what I like wanted. That. I know, I know they <laughs> do. I feel like have, if I'm not mistaken, there are different types of um, seances and different ways that people embody them excuse me, embody their mediumship. So there are more like physical seances where people um, say and um, feel as though spirit comes more into their um, physical self. And so there's a lot of different types of channeling out there. So I'm sure whatever type of seance you're looking for, it is there. But the one that was like cultivated through the spiritual church was, I don't know, it was very like, it was good. I, I felt like for my first seance, I was like, this is what I needed. Like this made me feel comfortable in that space. Which is really how it should be anytime that you're having a reading. And I wouldn't want to actually be part of like a super intense spooky seance because like I get violently angry when I'm scared and I would be terrified in that situation. (laughs) I feel like a lot of the time, especially in the beginning of my journey, journey, there was like so much fear for me. And even now I'm, I still deal with that a lot. I am closed off in many ways, which is part of the develop, development process, but so closed off in that fear. I was like, oh God, no, mm-mm, no way. Like, I can't do that. I can't see that. Like that fear was, there was so much like fear mongering from a lot of different um, outlets, I guess. And I maybe it's part of growing up in the community that I did and, and, and in the religion that I did that, it was so fearful to have these experiences, but now I'm having these experiences and I'm like, this is so wholesome. And this is so much fun. Like, why would nobody want to experience this? Not only that, but like you meet so many friends just being so openly spiritual and being comfortable with that. Like it attracts the most positive energy and the most positive people into your life. Like, do you notice that? Because I noticed that. No, I really did. And I will say recently, I don't know if anybody else has, but I have been struggling so much with friendship and even just, you know, how I've been looking at friendships past, how I don't really have too many facilitated groups or or friends from younger years in my life. But I find now more that I'm spiritual, that I offer healing and that I'm being more of my authentic self, that people who I thought I should have been friends with in high school instead have like reached out to me. We've done readings together. Um, You know, some people we've actually like hung out with, like gone out to dinner, like to drinks, but 
talked more about spiritual things and, and more like goofy things too. And we were just very authentic at this point, but it was just, we had this realization like, damn, like we didn't have that when we were younger, but I feel like since I'm more spiritual now and I have like acknowledged what I want out of friendships, but like maybe those are stepping forward a little bit more powerful for me now. And it's kind of funny to see how that's shifted. That's true. And I think that you also do a whole lot of self-work and there is, I mean, you and I are, I think we're the same age and there is a whole lot of like, when you do shadow work and you realize things that used to be a problem for you in ways that you used to be closed off, I think that that also affects the friendships that you choose. So as we're doing shadow work and healing ourselves, I think that we're able to recognize people that we had experience with before and be like, oh, if I wasn't responding and being a bitch all mm. of the time, I oh my God, would literally. have been able to <laughs> see this and we would be cool. Yeah, no, that's so true. And I think about it too. I, I Even like thinking back to like the people who I used to date, I'm like, oh, if I wasn't dating this person or if I didn't feel this way with this person, like I could have been better friends or I could have had this or I could have had that. But it's like, I look at my life now and I'm like, if I want that, I'm going to have that. I'm going to cultivate that. I'm going to manifest that. And I'm going to make sure that I get that, that I have that because I know that I'm deserving of it. And it's so weird how even just my language and my mindset has shifted. And I just see the response in so many different aspects of my life, like down to even friendships. You know, we were talking when we, when you and I were talking the other day, um, we talked about how the friendships have changed because we respect ourselves more. And so we put higher standards on our life and higher standards on the people around us. And I, I went away from that conversation with you having that stuck in my head. And I didn't necessarily have that realization so clearly until we spoke that day. Yeah, it was kind of, I had that initial realization when somebody pointed out to me that they don't really necessarily feel whole within their family. And they kind of, if you know, expressed that thought to me of like, Hey, I, I am bettering myself. And it's kind of frustrating other people in my life when they think that they have given me the best and it's not me being ungrateful for what I've been given. It's just me wanting better. And in turn, I can give you better. Um, but I think a lot of people meet that with a lot of judgment. And I've seen that with friends too. Like when I start to better myself, other people get very bitter. Yeah. And it's not because I'm doing anything different within the friendship. It's because I'm doing something different with myself. And I'm just, to sound like that person, like I am just vibrating on a whole other frequency than they are. And it's, you know, not bad. I don't, you know, leave some of those friendships with like any hasty decision, like, you know, any negative feelings, but it's just like, I'm growing and, you know, you can grow with me. But if not, I think that this is the point where our, our, our journeys just stop and I'm okay with that, but I'm just on a different level right now. Not to sound like a jerk, but I very much am. Yeah, I, I did a, a purge with friends and family for that same reason. And and because I felt like as I did shadow work and as I was like, well, why aren't you expressing like exactly who you are? It came down to, well, this handful of people I feel like will talk about me and will make fun of me and make me feel little. 
And so then I was like, so why are those people in my life? And so regardless of if they understood, I completely cut them out. And that was when I've literally had the biggest growing period. And that sounds exactly like what you're going through. Like if, if you're not here for it and you're not on this vibe, please catch the next train. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because there have been people that I have, you know, distant with and we put a halt in our friendship or relationship. Oh my God, my candle just got a big flame when I said that. That is so funny. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that I've just put a halt in our relationships and I let the time pass and I let myself grow and I, you know, admired from afar the growth that I saw them attaining and they've reached back out to me and been like, you know what? Thank you. Like, Thank you for bettering yourself. So I understood that I could do that same thing. He, they were like, maybe in the beginning I did it to be petty. But oh. honestly, they were like, seeing you grow in a weird distorted way made me want to grow more. And I feel like if I did not have that moment of realization of you leveling up outside of our relationship, I would have been stagnant. I would have been resentful and I would have held you back from that journey. And I was thinking about that this morning before, like just thinking about some things that I've dealt with, like spiritually and friendships and things like that. And then later on this afternoon, I had this little download and it was like, when we are being inauthentic with ourselves, with who we are, when we're not putting that forward and and giving that energy out, even to the people who we love, like when we are not able to be 100% ourselves, even around our family, not only are we halting our own spiritual growth and development, we're also halting theirs. We're not allowing them to grow. We are making it easier on them um, because that's what we think that they need. But if we are all having this spiritual experience, they need to have that spiritual growth as well. So in this weird paradoxical view, kind of revolving door way, when we do more of ourselves, when we're almost a little bit more selfish with what we need, yeah, some other people might not click with it and we might weed out the bad ones. And some people might just need a break, but in turn, that growth is theirs to deal with. That growth is their journey. And we have to focus on our own growth our own alignment, our own spiritual development, and are halting our own journey to to make it easier on somebody else's journey. We're dismissing our own growth and we're also dismissing their growth. We're not allowing we're not allowing everybody in that situation to flourish. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Everything that you're saying, I'm like, man, I could have really listened to this advice like one year ago. <laughs> I know, and that's how I feel. That's why I was so happy when like we reached out and we connected because it just felt like, oh my God, somebody gets it that I just needed even just someone to have a spiritual conversation with in the beginning of my journey. Like podcasts were my outlet. Like that's what I listened to all the time. Those were my people. Like I felt like those are my friends because I was like, I know what they're talking about. I get that too. Yeah. And you get such advice. Like there's, there is something so special to listening to other people work out their shit and talk about their lives and have like epiphanies when you're sitting there and not being seen, not being judged, just being able to sit there and listen to what other people are saying. 
Right. There's got to be something to like being an empath as well and listening to other people who have struggled. You know, a lot of the times I feel like empaths internalize and don't verbalize what they're going through because they're taking a lot of what other people are going through as well. So it's hard for them to verbalize it because sometimes they don't know what energy that they've been given, but then they listen to podcasts or meditations or just other people talk about their empathic experience and like what they're going through. And like, it's almost in a way like their talk therapy um, because they're able to even hop on and like feel the energy from from whoever's being interviewed or whatever podcaster is talking or whatever person is on that video and like identify with that and almost in a weird way heal themselves it's like there's so i don't know it's just like i've just found a lot of healing that has come from podcasts and listening to other people's spiritual experience i feel like i'm able to almost heal my own energies by listening to like other people's experiences I agree a hundred percent. So on the topic of being empathic, what would your suggestion be for somebody that's listening to this, that is an empath is just starting their spirituality and they need to be able to have protection to not absorb so much and also have a way to get rid of that extra energy that isn't theirs and balance. Yeah. So I think one of the greatest pieces of advice is that was given to me um, by somebody older and spiritual was to cover your head, Um, even if it's just with a bandana, um, a big headband, a beanie, a baseball cap, whatever it may be, um, to protect that top part of your head, that crown area. Um, and not really absorb too much energy coming in from other people. It sounded so weird, um, but for some reason, I just, I tried it out, um, you know, going like a full week of failing, I guess you could say, and then, you know, a day or so of not failing and kind of comparing my energies for, you know, documenting those in my journals. And I really do find that, especially in larger crowds, bigger people, um, if I... Uh, have a covering or something larger on my head, even like a bigger hair piece that can like pull something in. Um, I found that that's really helpful and beneficial towards me. Yeah. And then I think the second piece of advice that I really liked that somebody gave me was using pink salt, like the, the Himalayan salt, like but in the rock form the really big ones and almost using that as like a exfoliating soap in the shower kind of ways because that salt um, is a way to cleanse your energies after being with um, a lot of other people um, and just like making sure you're not pulling or or holding on to anything else for anybody else um, and just like letting that go so they said to either use it um, in the shower kind of like exfoliant or you can kind of just like sit it on top of your head and let the runner water run down and that salt water just like hit your body and cleanse that energy. Absolutely. And for those listening who don't know the reason for covering your head. So your head is your crown yeah, and you release a lot of energy and absorb a lot of energy through the tops of your head, the bottoms of your feet. And that is why a lot of people don't like myself, don't like wearing shoes outside and such. You feel really grounded. You get a lot of oh positive God, energy. 
recharging. So um, your crown, if you don't have your crown covered, then you are opening yourself up to having energy taken from you, from you giving energy because you're empathic. Everybody's feelings that are around you, not only can you feel their feelings, you then feel their feelings and internalize it and feel this extreme guilt that you can't fix it for them. Yeah. Um, so that's that. And then, so for me, um, you know, I found helpful is I have, um, blue lattice at my desk for communication so that it calms the energy of patients at work when they come and they talk to me at my desk and I can remain calm. If I start getting frustrated, I see it there. I put, uh, rocks in my bra, like almost daily. (laughs) (laughs) um currently I've been using Apache tears and jet and I put one in each cup and I use my shower as my whole release just like you with the salt water Uh, I I imagine when I'm under the water I welcome in water to come and wash away my whole day wash away whatever emotions have been put on me um wash away whatever stresses I've had throughout the day And I focus on just the sound of the water and letting my, and physically trying to see all of that energy going down the drain. And then I always have an oil in the shower afterwards that, that makes me feel happy, either that smells good or it's clean or it's, you know, lavender because I'm going to be going to bed. And I put that on my palms and I do you snort the steam? <laughs> I, I don't you sn- waft it. Do you waft it? Yes. Is that what they say? Yes. I cut my hands and I put my face in there and I go. <laughs> so whatever that is, <laughs> whatever that is. I love that. And I love that you're using all that stuff. I think people underestimate like how much we can just use our daily like household things or things within our daily routine to really help us protect our energies and and get what we want from the day, like down to, you know, your oils and your shower with some people with washing their face or washing their hands. Like we can infuse our intentions into any of those things. You know, if we want, you know, to make sure that we are always wiping our hands clean of situations when we say we are done, we can actually infuse that intention into our soaps so that we know like even whether we are verbally stating that intention that we are always manifesting that into our lives. That when we set that boundary, we are wiping our hands clean if it's not respected. Um, So I love that we're using things like our showers and our soaps and our oils and things that we have. I think that there's so much right under our noses that we can use to really protect ourselves. 100%. And I mean, even down to when you make your cup of coffee in the morning, mm-hmm. sprinkle a little bit of say. sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon in that bitch and bring yourself some prosperity and some balance and mm-hmm. stir your cup clockwise. Don't ever counterclockwise stir your coffee. Stir it clockwise and think about what your intention for the day is and what you have to do and how you're going to accomplish it and then go on and slay the day like the bad bitch you are. Oh, yes. Be the baddest freaking bitch you can be. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always that top bad bitch status. <laughs> oh, my God. I had this is I think that you'll get a kick out of this. I had a reading earlier today um, with a client and a friend and they were like, you know, sometimes we just have this spiritual urge and we don't know what to do with it. And 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 
sometimes you just really need to scratch your spiritual balls. And I was like, I love that. I was like, sometimes you really do just need to scratch your spiritual balls. Like you really do. Just man spread. I know. (laughs) Get all that divine masculine out and scratch your spiritual balls. (laughs) That's the best thing I've heard all day. I know. That's why I was like, I was like, I hope you're okay with me using that. They were like, oh yeah, for sure. We are throwing that on merch. Be a bad bitch and scratch your spiritual balls. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I love that. Spread them wide. Spread them wide. Okay. So tell me about um, ways that you practice. So are you, so you're doing reads for other people. Are they just tarot reads? Are you doing mediumship reads? So right now what I'm doing, uh, I actually started out doing rune readings, but I've shifted over to Oracle readings, which is um, pretty much just like pulling energies, getting information, past, present, future uh, for people, but there's just not quite a structure as there is for tarot decks. So I mainly focus on that. Um, So we'll do usually readings geared towards healing, you know, how can we work towards, you know, getting past the situation, Um, because I am doing Reiki healing as well. So I always like to kind of combine the two and make it not just say, here's your reading, give me my money. And we're never going to speak again. I want to be like, here's your reading. How do you feel about that? Can we talk about that? You know, let's talk about some journal prompts for you. Um, you know, what's something that we can add into your routine that'll make you feel A, B, and C. Um, so really just like working one-on-one with people. As far as mediumship readings, I am in still that development phase. So when I am called to a person, usually I'll reach out to them um, and be like, hey, uh, you know, develop a meeting, developing medium here. Um, I do psychic readings, I do tarot readings, I do oracle readings, rune readings, um, developing one-on-one spiritual readings now. I'm a little called and drawn to you. If you're open to it, could I maybe read you free of charge? Um, And if you're open to that, maybe we can move forward with that. So that's how I've been working with mediumship. Um, But hopefully very soon, I'm feeling very hopeful with that, um, that I will be able to actually like open my books and take like one-on-one clients for mediumships. I just, I want to make sure personally that I am strong enough um, and comfortable in that space. Like there are so many factors that I think uh, I need to learn before I can really um, hand out that healing towards others in that sense. That's exactly where I am at with um, doing tarot readings. I've had so many people be like, well, will you read my cards? And um, are you going to start doing that? And I, that is something that like I'm working towards is being able to do that. And um, I'm definitely not comfortable enough to be anybody's medium, no matter how gifted right. I feel. But I know it's intimidating at first. I will say I even felt that in the Oracle readings, I, like people would reach out to me and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could read you but I think that what it took for me was reading for strangers people that I did not know through a hole in the wall who reached out to me on Instagram or on TikTok and just read them and that validation that I got from them you know between people crying or or being like oh my god that makes so much sense or you know we just like really clicked and bonded and that for me it it kind of that those readings sometimes I felt bad even that they wanted to give me like a $3 tip because I was like, 
I feel like you're helping me so much. Like, I, what? Like, this has been so good for me. Like, I don't even feel like I was here and somebody else was just speaking to me this whole entire time. Yeah. Let me ask you. So even when you're getting validation when you're doing the reads, because I know that feeling and it, you're like, I'm not crazy and this shit's real. Yep. Um, but do you still have these like doubting yourself? Like no matter how many times you're getting validated that what you're saying is right, you still have the like, okay, but like, what if that's coincidental? Oh, absolutely. I, one of the scariest moments for me is when I got to read somebody and they were very appreciative and thankful and very validated. I felt great after that experience. And then I had that to me and their mom was like, Hey, can you read me? I got so nervous. I doubted myself so much. And I was like, you know, what if it's just part of the relationship that I had like a decade ago with their daughter for 20 minutes? Or, you know, what, what if I, I'm just like, you know, you're like, what if I'm a fake? And what if I'm a phony? And what if none of this is real? And you know, like what's happening? But then I'm like, no, like that is just like limiting beliefs. Those are just like my, my ego talking that I'm not really doing this. I was like, but since I've started this, I said, whether or not people are validated, I was like, I feel more alive. I feel better, better at this. And I constantly have to remind myself, you know, yeah, cool. Maybe I'm not the most developed, the most developed reader. I said, but I feel the most intuitive in my life right now. And I love that about me. So I kind of ride with that energy. And so of course I go on and I read the mother and less than five minutes into the reading and her jaws on the floor. And she's like, like, what the fuck kind of moment. And you know, more validation there. And it's just, it sounds weird, but like the constant validation does help in the beginning because it does get you over that hurdle of I'm not good enough. And I know my airy tendencies, like I am so flighty by nature when I don't get my way or I don't feel fulfilled quick enough. So I think that this is something that I know I need and I know that I want. So I am so persistent with my energies that in the beginning, I think that validation was very helpful for me. Yeah. And I think that just to touch on something you said, you should always be flighty when it comes to not being validated. You should never do anything or be anywhere where you are not 100% validated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, uh, Aries. So what is, what are your, uh, sun, moon and rising? So, um, not, I'm not personally an Aries. Um, I was just speaking on like airy and like flighty tendencies, but oh, my mom, my but my mom is an Aries. So I am tough. Um, but I am also a Gemini sun. I am a Leo rising and I am a cancer moon. So I am a big ball of excitement, movement, adventure, and moodiness, all <laughs> driven into one. Girl, I didn't know we were both Geminis. Yeah, both Gemini. Do you have any Leo placements? Uh, I don't believe so. I would um, love to have my chart read because I looked it up and actually, so I am a Gemini sun, a Sagittarius moon, and a Scorpio rising. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Scorpio rising. How have you been feeling these last two weeks? <laughs> Dude, oh it's God. been the best time of my life. 
everyone else is you're like that person that's like running through the fire like thinking it's a flower field you're like everything's fine and everything's like burning around you everybody is like oh my god this Taurus moon what the (laughs) fuck and I'm like you guys it's bringing me so many (laughs) blessings like you're outside barefoot with your candles in hand like thank you dude I'm telling you like I, I have gotten a raise during this cycle. My husband has just been told about him getting a raise and a promotion in his management. Um, they want to sell our house, but they are having so many hiccups that they can't sell our house. So, and we're renters, so we're fucking stoked. And Mm. so we're not being like out to dry right now. I mean, everything that like I'm wanting to do business wise is coming into fruition. And my God, I love this. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. Like, everything's going good for me, folks. Well, we can't all be you. (laughs) (laughs) I, but I, I will say that this year up until this point, um, up until I would say like two months ago was one of the hardest years of my entire life. Oh my God, yeah. And was just smacked with just crap after crap after crap and doing so much like mental health work and so much spiritual growth and so much not knowing what my path was and what do I do that like to finally be at this point to be able to be like I mean shit might be going on somewhere but it sure isn't here feels real good for a minute real good I'm like almost thankful in ways that the pandemic happened when it did for me personally and in my timeline because I do not physically feel like I would have slowed down ever I don't think that I would have even given myself a second to breathe had that not happened and I don't think that I would even this far along or doing spiritual work period had it not happened like I just found so much personal healing And I dealt with so much like terrible things, like horrible things that happened within the pandemic. So I am like very thankful for that growth for sure. But damn, like people are either grew or they broke. And I -hmm. think that there are so many people who were like, I couldn't go anywhere. I sat there with my thoughts and I grew. And there are people who are like, I sat there with my thoughts and I played a victim and I am just stuck in this darkness. And those are the people who feel like it was an awful situation because I, I agree with you. I had the biggest growths. Yeah, no, it was like the world was split between like half of people who walked out of the pandemic were, you know, spiritually driven and, and was really, working on their personal growth and the other people just walked out gaslighting narcissists and it's so terrible to say but like it really felt like that it really felt like such a split after you know the doors were open and and we were able to like walk into the world again it was like wow wow those assholes are even more apparent now I was like but I am happy to see that there is growth that came from that yeah, I think that people forgot people skills um, mm-hmm. when they were locked inside of their homes and they forgot how to respect the people around them and um, respect choices that their neighbors have. <laughs> That's my personal opinion on that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the pandemic, it forced a lot of people into a lot of different ways of healing. And I felt too, that I, I personally saw a lot of people pushed back into their family units. Um, a lot of people who didn't deal with, um, you know, what was going on within their family. And also in a weird way, they went back with their family because that was the last place that they felt safe. So it was kind of, you're in a space where you felt safe, but we also need to acknowledge why you still don't feel entirely safe in this space. So I felt like a lot of family healing also came out of the pandemic in a weird way because everything was all under one roof. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't yeah. think of that because I didn't have that. I don't. We moved um, last year, right when the pandemic hit, actually, my husband worked for a school district. And so he's like, you know what, like, I'm going to take what we have, and we're just going to move. They're going to let us go anyways, because of uh, COVID. And we moved into our house, never having we never even came to this house and saw it before we moved, we moved from California. Um, and came here to Idaho and this is where we spent the pandemic and my family's all in California and, um, we're not crazy close with my husband's family. And so it was just my husband, myself and our kid, I was working from home and we just annoyed the fuck out of each other (laughs) until we could like, until things were opened up and we could go do things. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. So many individual experiences, but at the root of it, like so much healing came. Oh, absolutely. And, and I love, I love that you're sharing your individual experience and you come from looking at other people's lives and viewpoints from a different way than I do and also similar. And so I feel like it allows me to make um, mindset changes in the moment that I don't experience all the time. Right. It's always interesting to talk with somebody new, especially because we haven't really had new relationships in the last like year and a half, you know? So it's nice to kind of like have these aha moment again to kind of have like, I personally love like being stumped. I'm like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. That's interesting. Let me get back to you on that. I'm like, huh, I'm so, it's so nice to feel like intrigued again by conversation. Yeah. And I don't have very many people in my world that I have deep conversations with and this podcast and reaching out, like just in the reaching out process with you, we had so many conversations just naturally talking, but then to have so many conversations with so many different people about spirituality is such a intimate conversation that I feel like I just like my soul feels connected to people in a way that I haven't ever been open before to be connected. It is so weird. I'm so thankful for even like the online friendships that I've made and the people that I've talked to and even the clients that I've gotten to read with because I'm so thankful that there is finally a community of spiritual people for me to talk to for me to not feel crazy around, for me to feel like validated with and that my experiences are real, you know? It's it's so nice to have that. And I don't think that I've ever really had that before. So yeah, I'm super freaking grateful for that. That we should let people know where they can find your social medias. Um, by the way, her TikTok is fabulous. She has the best ideas on videos. I see it and I'm like, cool. I do like one video a week. I have no fucking idea what to do. And you're like, here's four stories about my shadow work, guys. Enjoy. 
<laughs> you can tell I cry a lot at night so I can make happy TikToks. During oh my gosh, no. <laughs> That'll make my no. soul sad. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all for the soul. So that's the best part about it. We're all about the growth here. And like I said, um, actually, I don't think I did say, but it's always like when you walk into a room and you turn the light on, what's the first thing you realized? It's not that the room needed a light. It's that the room was dark. So we know all about the light. We know all about the stuff that makes us happy. But we got to kind of get to the root of like, why? Ooh, that's deep. You know? you know what I mean? So when you walk into a room, it's not just that the light needs to be on. It's that it's dark too. So with that being said, anybody who wants to know more, wants to talk shadow work, wants to do oracle readings, or just wants to be a spiritual friend, um, you can find me on TikTok and on Instagram at Juju the Medium. That is J-U-J-U. T-H-E-M-E-D-I-U-M. Yeah, 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 we love that. (laughs) We love that. All right. Well, I am going to let you go. I am going to um, actually put the description of your social medias um, and your name and what you do into uh, the description so that everybody can see that and find it easily. Perfect. We love that. All right. Well, I hope you have a good night. I'm sure I will text you in a minute. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll recap <laughs> after this. But thank you so much for having me. This was fun. You are so welcome. We'll do this again. Once I get more established and I've and I've got my whole flow down and exactly what we're going to do every time, I will, I'll have you back on. We'll get more deep with it. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get dark. Let's get dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye.